You're a fool there, Jack. And a racist. Uh, wrong. Are you going to retract and call for consequences for Duke VB player? I doubt it, but hope so. The 259, there needs to be, there needs to be consequences well on par with this. Apologize to the fans immediately for be called a hatter. How, how far, dare I say take it to the max. So who needs to STF up? No evidence. You're so gullible. Listen, if you can't handle heckling the don't play sports, racist attacks are wrong, but- Men you are embarrassing yourself final judgment. A total hoax. Just yes, more than two points in a row, I believe Duke knew it was a hoax, but they shot their elitist work mouths off anyway. Duke has to apologize or be- There was literally no proof this even occurred. This was a lie. And if you are really lucky, maybe you can get it with a defamation case as well. Have fun with that. Illiterate failure. Richardson, the liar, said this taunting went on for two hours. You mean to tell me in a day of age where everybody is looking for racism that not one person got proof over that two hour period? Other countries people have been arrested young man for speech and online has autism and banned this same man. After the one you found there was no reason to not apologize to the young man or nature major Richards. This young man was going to have rather soft hands for the TV or stories or over the side of the Okay. But if we're going to do this. We're gonna do this my way. First, the mantra of this channel is to identify with you as you try to identify with me. It's made for my people. Yes, my people. And if you have to ask, the chances are you're not one of my people. How do I find time in between my busy schedule where I work in healthcare, have a job on the side, maintaining my stock portfolio, having to run a live stream on coding, and at the same time, make space for having a whole entire podcast about the news. It's through hard work, something 90% of you all know about. Now, for all of you that don't know, creating content is something I take pride in. It's something that I also do alone. I'm a one-man wrecking crew. And while admittedly, this sometimes creates tunnel vision, my vision is rather clear. My job with this channel is to identify with you as you try to identify with me. So a big part of that is me reporting the news in a timely manner. So by the time a story gets to you, there's probably about four to five days that it's taken since the story broke and this is part of me running a one-man crew. Since I'm the only person, I have to find a way of making sure that my content spreads the week as to keep people constantly engaging with my channel. But that is the background of me working on YouTube. You're a viewer. I'm a content creator. My expectation is not for you to understand the integral parts of making content. So this is the part where 85% of you in my comment section have been waiting for. You've been waiting for me to give out some type of media correction, for me to make an apology statement, for me to correct a video that I made 12 days ago without having any knowledge of any new pending or ongoing investigations. You're here because you're waiting on me to apologize for Rachel's behavior. Well, I'm sorry, because I don't give a fuck. But since you're here, let's talk about this. My name is Hero, this is the Identity Booth. Let's talk about how one accusation from Rachel Richardson is not a complete condemnation of the whole entire white population, and how one person being absolved of saying racist remarks is not a blanket statement for every other racist action that's taking place in this country, in this state, in this town, at this university.
the background. Duke played at BYU in a women's volleyball competition during the match. Rachel Richardson alleged that she was called a racial slur. The Duke team alleges they informed the BYU staff but got no actions taken. BYU doesn't deny not getting reports of fans being inappropriate and using racial slurs. This concern then escalated to threats and the Duke team not feeling safe. The BYU admin not responding accordingly is the problem with this whole entire situation. The story picks up steam after hitting Twitter and a few interviews with Rachel Richardson and a suspect was taken in to be questioned and later on that day was banned from any other event pending investigation. My video was released on 0907 2022, two days after the findings, but one day before anyone knew. So all of these people are basically saying she is guilty even though an individual was banned. When you say you've banned someone, that implies guilt. And anyone who took that as fact can't be held responsible for it. They interviewed over 50 people, reviewed audio video without the media backdrop, and found no wrongdoing with said person. They lifted the ban. I reviewed the BYU vs. Duke volleyball game from the accused situation. And in that video, I saw a lot of situations that presented a mixture of concern. As my major focus came not only at Rachel Richardson, but how close the fans were in general. From these angles, you can see that the fans were close enough to not only touch the players, they also had the ability to say things to the players that no one else would be able to catch. This is something that can't be proven because there's no way without a microphone being on said person that we would know, or if the crowd had a certain reaction, or if the players had a certain reaction. There was this one time where multiple players were caught looking at the student section, which gave me a reason to dig deeper into it. But once again, without there being a firm audio track with basically a mic of this quality, in their face, there's no way to prove that anything bad happened. For you to sit here and assume that these players are lying implies that you think everyone in the crowd is being honest. What justification do they have for being honest to you? What justification does anybody have for being honest? We know people that go to jail for lying all the time. And we got a few people we hope will go to jail for lying in the near future. But if there's anything that I want you to be able to derive from this video, in all these pictures is that BYU didn't have an appropriate response. At one point there was a security card brought in, but for the vast majority of the game, especially after Rachel Richardson's finished her servings, that same police officer was nowhere to be found. But let's assume this investigation is over. Rachel Richardson never made an accusation about who said what. That was BYU who pointed to the crowd and said that this was most likely the person who did it. Furthermore, BYU presented someone they thought committed a crime. That person was found innocent. All is done. Great, right? The expectation is to move on here, right? Interviewing 51 people out of 5,000 at this packed event is admirable, but is that really enough to say that your investigation is finished? If you can say that all of those things are okay and that you're happy to have this investigation closed, why is it your immediate reaction is to then harass Rachel Richardson for making an accusation that no matter what side you're on can't be proven? Why is your immediate reaction not to just be satisfied that no one got in trouble 
and that the school BYU will do better in the future. So the athletic director says, why is it a black person accusing a white person of racial injustice is so triggering to all of you? You want us to stop talking about racism like sort of how you want us to stop talking about police killing black people. Because when we said police, please stop killing us, you said they aren't. Then body cams proved they were. And you said comply. Then George Floyd complied till his death while handcuffed and a man kneeing on his neck for over nine minutes and 46 seconds. And then you said stop burning down targets. <laughs> I swear I hate all of you. And I can hear you now saying, but, 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 but BYU found no evidence. Are you sure about that? BYU, is that you? Is that your own students at the university pointing out how difficult it is to be black on that campus? The administration is willing to admit that they have a racial issue on campus, documenting and admitting to students using the N-word freely in class discussions, and no one saying anything, not even the teachers. This student said, and I quote, I got baptized in racism when I came to BYU. There'll be more on the religious side of this in a little bit, because that part is wild. Because there is plenty of evidence. Is BYU, where the minorities make up less than 3% of the total population, but still account for the disproportionate amount of police stops, abuse, and systemic racism in that state. It's BYU where race-related complaints second only to sexual assault on campus. Racism is so ingrained into BYU, the black students believe that the teachers might even have some form of coalition on how to jointly respond to racism whenever a report is given. And it all amounts to them just gaslighting their black students, saying things like, are you sure that's what they said? Do you think they could have meant it in a different way? Is this really something you want to bring attention to in the middle of your very difficult semester? These are all forms of gaslighting students into believing that their complaints are not valid. But this doesn't just end here. Utah has a long history of mistreating not only black people, but black women in particular. For example, the first black woman to ever enter the state of Utah, fondly called Aunt Jane by her eternal slave master, Joseph Smith. You know, the same Joseph Smith that made the religion Mormonism, that one. Oh, and don't worry, we're gonna talk about Joseph Smith because he is one hell of a character. During this winter, her and her husband managed to survive the winter by having a strict, low diet and making sure they managed whatever they could scoundrel up to survive the brutalness of the winter. But in 1849, Eliza Lyman, a white woman who was a neighbor of Aunt Jane knocked on her door and begged and pleaded with Aunt Jane to give her some food as she had ran out and she would surely die if she didn't have any food for her and her family. This prompted Aunt Jane to send her husband to California to go recover food and while doing so split half of their rationed food already with their neighbor. And in this trial, she decided to ask Joseph Smith to grant her an eternal seal. Which is basically some belief that if you get this seal before you die, 
you won't become a slave in heaven. You'll basically get to remain married to your partner. What? She was denied this by Joseph Smith not only once, but twice. She wouldn't be granted this seal until 1979, long after Joseph was assassinated in 1844 by an angry mob for stealing other people's wives, destroying a printing press, for bringing a bunch of weirdos into Navajo, Illinois, trying to overturn the local government, and sexually assaulting kids, his youngest wives being 10 and 14. Yikes. And let us not forget how adamant he was about racism, to the point where he had Ku Klux Klan members basically running his whole entire religion. As we learned through examining the great brother Booker T. Washington's studies. Basically, a man drowning in racist antics created a religion, found that black people wanted to join this religion, and basically said you can't really join the religion because you have the curse of Cain and Ham. And when they asked what this curse was all about, it basically came down to the color of their skin and said that there would be no real way for you as a black person to get to heaven because you're black. So you need to be a servant and that way a white person will accept you as long as you serve them for eternal life in heaven. And let us not forget that Joseph Smith was so widely hated that his ops broke into a jail in Illinois, murked his ass, then turned himself in for murking Joseph Smith, and the police let him go. That's just how much people didn't like this dude. We're talking about BYU, a school that has such a profound racial backstory that other colleges with racist backgrounds are saying that they're too racist for me and we're not going to expose our kids to that. So with all of this that I've said thus far, why is it so difficult for you to believe that there's just one racist fan at BYU? Now, let me be clear. I do believe the truth matters. And if Rachel Richardson comes out and says that everything up until this point was a lie, that she told a falsehood, she did it for X, Y, Z, yeah. I'll condemn her, not a problem, because that's the news. But for you to sit here and expect me, a person who has no type of ties to Rachel Richardson other than the fact that we're both black and that is the only thing that you can equate me and her having as the same, for you to sit here and think that I'm going to apologize on her behalf is dumb. You would have a better chance of winning an NBA championship in 1997 than getting that apology from me. I know, it sounds crazy. My favorite part about BYU is how the base of its foundation is built on a religion that was created by a pedo. It's not strange for me to believe that in 1970 was the first time they decided to let a black person even join a collegiate team. And it didn't happen with a parade or rose petals laid at this black student's feet. It only happened after multiple lawsuits, protests, and possibly a murder did they let a black person finally step onto the football team at BYU. But treating black women bad in Utah is part of the culture. From Jane begging to be accepted into a faith that thought she was a curse to the first elected black congresswoman, Maya Love, getting trashed by Trump for upholding election integrity during the election and people laughing about it. Uh, but Mia Love gave me no love and she lost. Too bad, sorry about that Mia to the students, literally, complaining about racial injustice so much that the NAACP got involved. Or the fact that people in my own comment section, who I can see are all from Utah, are comparing this to Juicy Smollett. And this is how I know you have no
no black friends who have ever had a positive influence on you. Because if you knew anything about black people, you would know that we don't even ride with Juicy Smollett. Because what he did is made it 10 times harder to have a conversation about what is going on right now. Exhibit A. This ass hat actually had the balls to compare what Rachel Richardson is going through today to what happened to Jackie Robinson in the past. In fact, a lot of people in my comment sections are totally out of touch from believing a 12th grader who scored a 34 on the ACT, which I'm calling cap on right now because you claim that your kid has scored a 34 on the ACT and they're taking all these courses, apparently 12 hours worth of courses at the college level, including carrying their senior load courses and they have no scholarships. They have no schools breathing down their neck to get them into school. I mean, less than 1% of the total people who take the ACT score 34 out of 36. So your kid by that metric is one of the best and no school is knocking at you. You have to save more than $90,000 to get them into school. If your kid does end up going to college and gets into school for free, I wish them nothing but the best of luck. But the simple fact that you are here wasting your breath bragging, dare I say lying on your kid's behalf just to make a point so you can put a black person down, says a lot about you. And I don't think someone like you could raise a kid to be that smart. Furthermore, Rachel's already better than your kid. She's a D1 athlete who doesn't have to pay for school and is going to a prestigious school at that. We're up. Or this guy who mid-debate said something racist and I told him to elaborate on that. He then deleted the comment, came back a few hours later and then doubled down on his racism further. It's that embracing belief that your racism isn't that bad because you're not saying the n-word so you can't be racist right the number of people coming to my comment section gleefully coming to gaslight me straw man me or overall act childish is very telling so let's wrap this up to all the people in my comment sections thank you especially thank you to the three people who decided to email me and ask me about my opinions honestly to which I gave a very honest response and I hope you can appreciate those responses. And please forgive me for using your quote against your wishes, but I just found it to be so profound because this is the thought process I had when I thought about this story. I wasn't concerned about Rachel Richardson making an accusation of racism. My concern was with, with Rachel's safety after that accusation. And I quote, I don't think you had ill intent if that was my daughter. I would want someone like you raising hell like you did for Rachel. This person was white. Not all of you are gutter trash. Not all of you have bad intentions. Some of you are just feeling attacked and I get how that might feel. Me talking about BYU, if that's the school you went to, can leave a bitter taste in your mouth. Furthermore, if you're from Utah, which like I said, I get how this can seem like an attack, but it's on you to be able to differentiate that because you are not every racist and every racist isn't you. In fact, you're just who you are and your actions will define how people like me see you. But if you came here expecting me, a black man, to somehow railroad a black woman who made an accusation about a school that has a history of racist actions and you want me to somehow some way justify your racist antics by condemning her you came to the wrong channel you might want to try abl or any one of these douchebag channels they're perfectly fine condemning their own i'm not because as a former high school athlete collegiate d1 athlete and professional 
athlete. I don't need Rachel Richardson's testimony to justify my belief that BYU probably has one racist student there. But I will leave you with the one example that always sticks with me whenever I talk about racism in sports. I'll talk about how a coach asked me after having a Confederate flag thrown at my feet, Hero, do you want to win the game or do you want to fix racism? Well, I'm doing both right now. Thanks for watching.